Chat on This are a series of conversations designed to be thought-provoking, informative, and offer an empowering approach towards well-being for your family. Brought to you by Advanced Health Chiropractic. Well, welcome back. We have a very, very informative episode for you today, all about head shape, hips, and home care. So that's quite nice alliteration for us to speak to, and I think we'll dive right into it. And hello, Katie. Hi, Lydia. (laughs) Would you like to take us away with all things head shape in babies? Absolutely. I think a lot of people can can be quite concerned about uh, head shape. Uh, We we hear it around the traps a lot, and typically, in practice, what we'll find is that uh, in the first couple of months, usually around between the second and third month, we might uh, have a baby start care simply due to the fact that they have noticed that the head shape is uneven. Usually it's a flattening of the head either on the right or the left hand side at the back. Now, we're not particularly concerned about head shape and that might be shocking to some. There is no such thing as perfection in our eyes. It's all about function. So as a chiropractor and a chiropractic office, we're really interested in head shape with regards to how that's affecting the brain and the central nerve system function. Because the head houses the brain, it's kind of the central um, uh, station for all the information that's coming from the body and therefore all the information that has to then pass from the brain and out to the body. So we need to make sure as that baby's growing, the brain is able to grow and develop optimally. Now, when we do see a little baby that may have a misshapen head, what that tells us is that potentially there are some areas of the spine or the cranium or the skull that's not moving well that will be feeding um, noisy information back up to the brain And if that nervous system is not in a state of ease, that will respond in some perhaps negative behaviors or or signs that we know that that nerve system will be wound up. So it's a really clear indication that probably we need to uh, get on top of this fairly quickly to help that brain and nerve system develop as best it can. Now with these little babies, there'll be some other little signs that will happen and occur well before the head starts to change shape. And they will be typically that the baby will just prefer to feed one-sided or or be able to latch on to, if we're breastfeeding, onto one breast much easier than it might be able to uh, latch onto the other side. Or when you lay the baby down to sleep or to play, you'll notice they'll have a strong preference one way or the other way to turn their head. And they'll be reluctant to turn the opposite way. So these are the little sort of telltale signs that things might not be quite in balance for that baby's spine and nervous system. Uh, they may look quite kind of cute as you lay them down. They'll be in a sort of a banana shape um, as they lay on their back, a kind of a cute little curl. And that again is another sign that that nervous system or spine may be under tension and not in a state of ease. So the end result of all of those things, if they're not looked at early on, will be that the head shape will start to change form simply because the baby will be lying more in one position than other positions. And that skull is so soft and malleable at at birth and those first few months, which is a beautiful thing and wonderfully adaptable thing that the the body's 
come up with. However, it can result in this head shape um, issue. So from a chiropractic point of view, we want to be really concerned with making sure that we can create or bring balance back into that system, make sure that that baby's got full range of motion both one way and the other way, and therefore it's going to start developing in a very much more optimal way symmetrically. We have two different sides of the brain. We need the baby to be experiencing its world from both the left and the right. If it has a strong preference to only turn one way, it's going to be getting a lot of input to one side of the brain and not the other side of the brain, which long term can, interestingly enough, and people may not know this, affect those future, the reaching of those future milestones for that baby. And then, this is quite shocking actually, the research shows that those babies then may struggle a little bit more in school with their learning. Now, we don't often hear that connection, but that's certainly what the research shows us, which is really interesting. And if we can get onto this really early, how fabulous is that for that baby? Have you got anything to add to that, Lydia? I think you, no, I think you absolutely nailed it. Just a little bit on... um what we're starting to learn about down the line and you'll be able to learn all about that as well and our probably more of our upcoming episodes as we move into kids and we move into older children and it's quite incredible that we can see these links and how it goes on to influence parts of their life as they're growing up so it's just so incredible and some may say magic that we get to see these babies before that even happens we're very lucky Absolutely. The other big, um, the biggie for parents I know is uh, hips um, in New Zealand, particularly, and there will be similar um, programs around the world. Uh, we have those well child checks or those plunket checks where things like hips are checked routinely. And it's interesting, one of the main reasons we do check these routinely is that um, if there are any restrictions or imbalances in that, that spine, in that nervous system, we can develop over a period of time um, hip dysplasias uh, as that baby starts to weight bear and uh, slowly come on to their knees and then um, into a standing position. I know a lot of parents often worry about clickiness in their babies. Uh, what's interesting is due to the type of joints in the spine and um, also the arms and legs, Babies often will, you will hear a little click as you pick them up, and this actually is quite normal. It doesn't hurt the baby or harm the baby. What we're talking about with clicky hips is something quite different. Some of the little telltale signs that the hips may be out of balance are things like what, Lydia? One that most parents would know is probably the balance of the folds on that baby. So we look at the gluteal fold, which is just around their pelvis. Um, and again, it could also be that a baby is more likely to turn one side or wanting to move their body to one side. Um, they may be really uncomfortable in certain positions. And so I'm thinking car seats, carriers, um, things like that. Your baby may be really, really quite unsettled here. Um, we'll often find that with those well child checks, that, um, for example, in New Zealand, the Plunkett nurse may pick up the fact that the gluteal folds are uneven and they may then start the referral process. So that's a good chance for you to talk to your chiropractors about mm -hmm. checking those hips, checking that spine. More often than not, we find that by creating more balance in the pelvis mm -hmm. and in the spine, uh, these things are just um, 
easily uh, worked through. And a big thing to remember is that the gluteal fold you know, that's not the issue. The baby being uncomfortable, that is not the issue. Um, the clickiness, none of these are actually the issue. They're more a reflection of what might be happening within that baby and within that child's nerve system. So I am constantly blown away that we will check a baby's hips at the beginning of every single visit, probably up until about 12 months old. Um, and more often than not, when that baby is ready to be checked and ready for their usual adjustment, one of those hips is going to be slightly more restricted than the other. Now, if we were to go about our usual check, and often we start with an adjustment just in the top part of our spine or the baby's spine to that upper cervical region, and then recheck the hips, often that restriction's gone away. So that is really nice and reassuring for parents to know. Um, it, for the most part, is not a hip problem. And there is lots chiropractic can do to make sure your baby's hips are growing and developing well, as they should, um, because there is a direct relationship there between, obviously, the hips and the nervous system. And then if we notice that something is a little bit off, you're in the right place to be well supported to help that child. Absolutely. Um, we often get asked... Uh, what can I do at home? Mm. You know, you've, you've been bringing your baby in to get checked. Uh, what can you be doing at home that might support the adjustments and support their growing and developing spine and nervous system? And there are so many beautiful things that you can do at home that will support this development. When we think about the brain and we think about the spinal cord and as it develops, it develops in a very sequential way. And the way in which our... Uh, uh, nerves myelinate or they start to prepare themselves for life and experiences is in that sequential way. So we really are, are more concerned with the baby hitting its milestones in a certain order rather than when they hit those milestones. I think a lot of emphasis and a lot of stress comes when babies are not hitting milestones at a certain time. We're not concerned about that at all. We're more concerned that they hit the milestones in a certain order. And that is all based around the development, the normal development, physiological development of that nervous system. So how can we best support that? What we do here in the office and many other offices is we'll give you little um, things that you might be able to do at home. And very sim they're simple, simple things. We don't want to add to any stress that you already have. We know how busy it is as a new parent. One of the first things we encourage you to do, which is so easy, is just placing your baby on its tummy, tummy time. You've heard it lots. We also hear a lot of parents saying how their babies don't enjoy tummy time. However, it does depend on how imbalanced that baby's spine and nerve system is. When the baby's spine and nerve system is imbalanced, they're very happy on their tummies. Tummy time can be spent on dad's chest, on mum's chest, in a front carrier. It can also be small moments of time. It doesn't have to be long periods of time of tummy time for example after you've changed nappy you can fold, uh, roll the baby over and have that nice close face-to-face -face contact with your baby as it's lying on the change mat for example uh, we also encourage tummy time uh, to be performed on a swiss ball and we show you a special rocking technique which you will see in our uh, baby videos which are another res resource we have on our website this is a wonderful way of stimulating a certain part of the brain that helps the baby for its next stage in life, which is to bring that head up and then eventually 
um, be able to roll and then the next step is to be able to sit and then to be able to crawl and so on and so forth. Uh, the other um, nice home tip that we give is to massage your baby. So we call it deep pressure massage. It's very different to a, a soft stroke. The reason we want a very firm pressure on the baby's uh, joints and spine is because it actually stimulates a part of the brain, the brainstem, which encourages calmness and ease to that nervous system. So it's a really calming, uh, deep pressured massage that helps to bring that baby back to a sense of ease. So just to go over those things again, we've got tummy time, um, we've got uh, rocking, and we have that deep pressure massage. All of these things are promoting that baby's brain development in a positive direction. Mm. The thing I love so much about tummy time is very simply you can look at it and think that's a strength exercise and we know it's so much more so when you are doing this you're giving your baby the opportunity to signal or send little messages up to their brain that means they are safe, they are able to grow and develop naturally, they don't need to be in that guarded state um, that often can flow on and present up, present itself as all those little signs or issues that we talked about earlier. So it's a really nice opportunity for you to be able to have a really, really positive influence on what your baby's brain is doing. And that's pretty cool, I think. That is super cool. Now, I know we've had some really fabulous questions um, through our Instagram mm. uh, that you are all... Um, very interested in hearing about. So uh, Lydia, what was one of the main or one of the common themes we had there? Um, yes, we did have a few people uh, contribute some questions here. So we will get we will get to them all. Um, now some of them doubled up and that was the front pack question, which we do get asked a lot. And which front packs do we recommend? So like Katie just said, a front pack and facing your baby inwards, especially your younger baby, um, is a really, really nice opportunity to have that tummy time for short periods of time. So you'll have many people in your community who are experts on this. There are different baby wearing and front pack groups who will be able to guide you and get these fitted. The most important thing for us is that baby is in a position that is supportive of their growth and development so we don't want necessarily a baby being put into a position where they need to hold themselves up or hold them yeah hold themselves up if they're not doing that already so that's things like sitting and that's why we often encourage baby's hips to be nice um almost in a frog leg position and tucked in towards the parent who they who's carrying them um but really no matter which one you choose and no matter what, what what brand is right for your baby, the most important thing is that their nervous system is at ease because that is giving your baby the best chance and the best opportunity to still work well, function well, and be in an optimal state. So we'll always bring it back to that. It's important that we're getting our babies regularly checked and adjusted. Um, and with as far as front pack recommendations goes, speaking to someone in your community who is an expert on this. Um, another one I'll talk to quickly is W sitters. So now that's obviously going to come along more for the older child. So that's not a newborn thing, um, but that is the child who is sitting with their legs shaped, or shaped like a W or a letter M spread out to the side. So we actually have some really, really good content on this and why that might be coming about. 
if you jump onto jump onto the website and look up on the blog. So you just need to click the resources tab and that will take you to a whole section of different blogs. If you scroll down, this particular series is called the Happy Brain series and it will be very, very relevant, relevant for anyone whose child is sitting in a W shape or formation because often again, that gives us a really big clue about the ease or lack of ease that's going on within their nervous system. So it's an excellent idea to get that child checked by a chiropractor. We had one more question, which I thought was awesome. Um, someone asked us about asymmetric crawling and what effect this has on brain development or what it's telling us about the brain development. So people are starting to put together that hips are related to the brain. Katie, did you want to tell us a little bit about asymmetric crawling? Yes. So it's not unusual when our babies first start to crawl, they will first um, prop themselves up on their hands and their knees. And often the first thing that will happen is they'll rock back and forth, back and forth. That's almost an indication your baby's getting ready to crawl. The next thing will happen is often, ironically, they'll actually move backwards before they move forwards. And this is a normal, usually a normal sequential stage of crawling. The next thing is, is that they'll start to launch forward. In that first few weeks, it's not uncommon for asymmetrical crawling to develop or to happen, should I say. Mm -hmm. And then what will happen is within a few weeks, uh, a few short weeks, three to four, or two to three weeks, shall we say, they'll start to develop what we call that cross-crawl pattern. Cross-crawl pattern means that as they put one knee forward, the opposite arm goes forward. And likewise, the other knee goes forward, the opposite arm should go forward. This is a really important developmental stage for the brain's development because what it's telling us is that there's a really clear communication between the right brain, the left brain, the right brain, the left brain. Um, and we do ideally want our babies to have um, some time practicing this cross-crawl type motion. Now, if we're noticing that a baby is not doing this at all and they've got an asymmetric crawl, there's lots and lots of different reasons for it. At, from a chiropractic point of view, we want to be checking that baby to make sure there's no um, imbalance within their system that's creating or causing a dominance um, or reason for this to happen. Secondly, it can be a learned action. So if we don't hit that window early enough, the baby may have developed that as a normal crawling pattern for them. Uh, we call it commando crawl, or, or there's all sorts of different names for it. Now, if we can, we'll encourage that parent and support that parent to um, almost take the baby back a step and encourage some crawling practice. It just requires a little bit of practice and it helps that baby then to wire in what we could be consider a normal developmental um, stage, which is that cross-call pattern. There are lots of different ways that we can advise on that. Now, there sometimes there's practical reasons why their baby has developed an asymmetrical crawl. Interestingly enough, if we have wooden floors at a, in our home, um, it can be that the baby will um, opt for a commando crawl over a proper cross crawl simply because they can get somewhere quicker or, and also it can be less, um, should we say, stress on their knees. So sometimes if it's a summer baby and they're not in um, covered knees, they will opt for this because it's not as uncomfortable. So sometimes it can be a practical reason. So it's about putting down some, a carpet or a rug or, or something like this to help them gain a bit of traction if you like, but also to be in a comfortable situation where they can crawl easily. 
So lots and lots of different reasons for asymmetrical crawling. Can this affect the brain? Well, it can, and we can wire up an asymmetrical crawl, but there are steps we can take to just take that baby back to help them develop that cross-crawl pattern um, later on anyhow. Mm. Wonderful. I can see our team are arriving, so that probably suggests it's about time for us to start our afternoon shift, Katie. But before we do that, I will just talk again to the Womb to World workshop, which is coming up this Thursday morning at Advanced Health Chiropractic. So you can register for that. I will pop that in the show notes if you haven't already. And this goes through from pregnancy right up until babies who are six months of age. So we will cover a lot of this content and we would love to see you there. Sounds fun.